0: You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple Podcast, episode 44.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple Podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath Waring.
0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple Podcast. And I am your host, Teresa Heath Waring. It's so good to have you here with me today. And as always, I really appreciate you listening. I feel like the podcast is going from strength to strength, and that can only be thanks to you, my listeners. So thank you very much. And please keep sharing if you think that it's something your friends or family or neighbors or anybody randomly that you've met might like. I would love it if you would share the podcast. It would be a great help to me. Also, as it stands, this episode is going out on Christmas Eve, so I hope you're all ready for Christmas and ready to take a well-deserved break. But also, I hope you've been thinking forward to the next year and what you've got planned and what might come up, because I know I always like to spend quite a bit of time doing this and thinking about what goals I would like to achieve the following year. Anyway, on with today's podcast episode, which is an interview with the super lovely Bella Vasta. Now, I really looked forward to doing this interview because Bella and I talk about Facebook groups and I don't know enough about Facebook groups. I feel a little bit ashamed saying that as what I do for a business is social media. However, there are so many elements to social media that it's natural that some I'm going to be more confident in and others that I don't use very often, I'm going to need a bit of help. So Facebook groups is definitely one of those areas. Now, first off, let me tell you about Bella. Bella Vasta is the dynamic personality behind the one-woman coaching company, Jump Consulting. And since 2002, Bella has been a trailblazer in the pet-sitting industry, consulting with multi-million dollar companies, all the way to dealing with hundreds of small businesses, She is an author, a podcast host, a blogger, and has been featured on NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Huffington Post. Following the birth of her daughter, Bella sold her pet sitting business and now lives out her passion to inspire, motivate, and challenge business owners through her speaking, coaching, and consulting. So Bella was a great guest to have on. She had a really interesting story that started with the birth of her very premature daughter and how she managed to keep her business running even though she wasn't in it, which I think is an area that we can all take something from because actually so often we are our businesses and if something was to happen, would your business carry on if you couldn't be in it day to day? So Bella looks at that question and tells us how she managed it, how she managed to continue this very successful business. She also then takes us through Facebook groups, which, like I said, I was completely fascinated by because it's an area that I need to work on and also an area that I'm going to be introducing later on down the line. So she told us the difference in the different Facebook groups, i.e., if you're going to have one for free, if you're going to have one that's closed, or one that is in conjunction with some kind of paid product. She also talked about how to get people from one into the other through the use of as a funnel. Now, she also talked about when you should post, how you should post, if you're going to go live, how you grow your group and how you monetize the group without being too salesy. She really is an expert in this field and is super passionate about it. So I don't want to take up any more of her time and I just want to hand you over to the lovely Bella Vasta. So I am so super excited for today's podcast interview with the lovely Bella Vasta. Thank you so much for saying you'll be a guest today. <laughs> Thanks for
1: having me. I'm happy to be
0: here. No problem at all. Now, we were introduced through the lovely Chris Strub, who was on uh, quite a few weeks ago now. And he very kindly said that he knew you, you were friends, and that I must have you on the show. So I love getting recommendations. And I love meeting new people. And I'm really excited about today's episode. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) So the other reason I'm really exciting is because today we're going to look at Facebook groups and why you should do them for your business and how they can help your business. And this is an area I was just saying to Bella that I don't do a whole lot on and I don't know as much as I should or much as I want to know about it. So I'm personally very excited about this one. And I know looking at Bella's stuff, she's going to give us some great content. So this should be a great one. But Bella, before we get started, I have obviously been doing a bit of research and, you know, the general social media stalking that people do, and I've been looking around on you, and I would love you to tell my audience a little bit about who you are and how you got to what you're doing now, because you didn't necessarily start off doing this thing you're doing now. So it'd be great if you could share that with my audience.
1: Right. Well, I think the most obvious one is that I'm across the pond, as they say. (laughs) I am in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, which is the southwestern portion of the United States. Um, I actually grew up on the east coast in Boston and moved to Arizona about 20 years ago when I was in the middle of high school. Um, And because of that, I didn't have too many friends out here when I came. And uh, I stayed at my parents' house when I went to college and They wanted to put a curfew on me and Mm -hmm. I didn't want that because who wants to be in college with a curfew? So when I got the opportunity to get paid to sleep over at um, my neighbor's house to watch their dog, which was totally bizarre to me at the time, um, I jumped on that chance. And wouldn't you know that um, I grew it into a six-figure business with multiple employees and nationally and locally award-winning Um, although in my about fifth year of doing that, Teresa, I realized that what I really loved doing was pouring into people. People would start calling me and saying, how can I do what you do? I saw you Mm -hmm. got this award. What is this about? And I started pouring into people and realizing that this coaching thing is actually a pretty cool gig. And, um, I have developed it and, and it's morphed into a lot of different things. So, uh, fast forward to about 2012, I started my own couple Facebook groups by myself. And it was really a means to an end. It was, I saw what was kind of out there in our industry and I wasn't really happy with the caliber of advice or the tone or the leadership. So I said, I'm going to start at my own, which is kind of a, um, a habitual uh, theme throughout my own life, right? <laughs> so I started this group and I've had them since uh, 2012. They've morphed, they've gotten bigger and bigger and more nicheer And um, and then in 2014, I was uh, my husband found me Actually 2013, my husband found me on Match.com. Nice. Uh we got married here and in Macedonia uh in the same wow. week. And uh we went to Rome for our honeymoon, came home pregnant, and six months you later had one of the world's <laughs> smallest surviving female babies at only 12 ounces. That so um my life should be really a movie, I think, because it's it's quite interesting. <laughs> um we were in the hospital with her for six months uh she defied all odds everyone said that she would not survive but during that as a business person i also had my coaching company and my pet sitting company at the time that I was trying to run. And um, I I hope that no one knows what NICU is like that is listening right now, but Mm -hmm. it's ICU. And so you can't be like wheeling and dealing it on your laptop and on your cell phone. Um, And I was there for 10 to 12 hours a day for six weeks. So um, Facebook groups were a really big part of how I was still able to stay connected to my coaching Mm -hmm. community and still um, stay on the scene, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, in 2016, I sold that pet sitting company for six figures and went full force with my consulting. And um, so right now I'm a consultant, I'm a podcast host, I'm an author um, and a, a professional speaker as well going around the country talking about leadership and marketing and Facebook groups. So awesome. that's I mean, in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is like a whirlwind story, isn't it? You know, so Crammed into there to spot that opportunity straight away, to do that thing and build that business, but not just build it, but grow it to something hugely successful. And the interesting point of something dreadful, you know, amazing but dreadful happens all at once to you. And the big thing is, and in our industry and in industries where you're building yourself as a personal brand, what happens, you know, because. You know yourself, like if I'm at a conference for three days or if I'm speaking and I'm out of the office or if I'm traveling, it's like trying to maintain running a business is hard. So to go through something as huge as that and, you know, in such a position where your time is being taken up and to carry on. I mean, you know, I've I've watched some of your stuff and you talked about the fact that you had systems in place. And boy, what a good job. Because (laughs) how on earth would it have Carried on. If,
1: if nobody gets, if, if you get anything listening to this podcast right now, mm-hmm. everyone, I want you just to really consider if I had to leave my company or my mm-hmm. business uh, for any reason, whether you want to just simply go on a vacation without mm-hmm. your, you know, being connected, yeah. or God forbid something happened to you or someone you love will your business still be there? Will you be able to go be with that person that you love and help Mm -hmm. them through a tough time or yourself? I know a lot of entrepreneurs that can't. And Mm -hmm. it makes me sad and it's become a personal mission of mine to really think about what kind of things do you have established? And we will talk about the Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and how that helps it. But what do you have established? Because I'm pretty sure that you've been throwing your blood, sweat and tears Mm -hmm. into building your business. And if it is dependent upon you being in it, then, um, I just want to encourage you to think about that. Think about yeah. it because I would hate for you to throw away all those years of investment. Because if you are a successful business, Teresa, in three, five, 15, 20 years, somewhere in that time span, mm-hmm. something will happen Absolutely. to you, or someone you love. You're gonna have to take a holiday, as you might call it, or a, mm-hmm. a hiatus, or you know, and step away. And I just really want people to think about that because I think we forget about it when our nose is in the grind every day and we're working on like all this to-do list that never ends. Yeah. And we stop, we don't stop and think about why am I creating my own thing? It was for freedom, financial time, uh, experiences, right? Yeah. Family freedom,
0: and so. and that rarely comes, isn't it? You know, it's hilarious actually because you you start your own business so you can manage your own time and then yeah. you have more hours than you've ever worked in your entire life. And you- And you, and you rationalize
1: life. it by saying, it's okay, I love it, right? Yeah,
0: totally. But it you alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, it, it's what's really funny and interesting that you said this now is that I had Tyler J. McCall on a couple of weeks ago and oh. he, he talked about the fact that He his story was that his dad got ill and died, and his last time with his dad, he sat on his laptop in the hospital because he couldn't step away because the business relied on him being there. And I, it's kind of the saddest thing in the world, isn't it? And to think that actually that's the case, and that time when he should have been focused because of his business and because it was a necessity, and he had to, he ended up having to then, you know. Do both and not spending that time with his dad.
1: And yeah.
0: I think again, you know, to when people start their businesses, and especially if they're doing the thing that they've always done. So, my background's marketing, I was employed as a marketeer and then I started my own marketing business. So, you are doing your, your job, you are your business. So, we yeah. rarely think about how do I extract myself from the business. And right. actually, it is so important for things like what you went through to still have money coming in, but also to have a holiday and to have a break and to be able to step away without thinking the place is going to fall apart. So I think it's such a good point and one that so many people don't think about. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm interested. Did you ever read the E-Myth Revisited?
1: Oh, I did. (laughs) And yeah, uh, Michael Gerber's words about, you know, are you a technician? um, Or you just have a job? You know, yeah, all of that Mm -hmm. really rang true. I think it was actually one of the very first business books I did read. Um, mm. uh, they did. I don't think Audible was around back then. It was probably <laughs> like, C's, you know, that, yeah, yeah. and, um, uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't Michael Gerber. Michael Gerber's the, um, the no BS series. That was another oh, one that I really liked to yeah. do. But yeah, yeah. I believe very much in always feeding your brain. I was listening to Audible actually getting ready for this interview this morning. Yeah. Cause it's just, you know, I oh, just, filling my airwaves.
0: Honestly, I say I inhale Audible and podcasts (laughs) because I've learned so much good stuff and it's amazing. And I listened to the E-Myth Revisited and it was amazing and suddenly Mm -hmm. made me think entirely different about my business. Oh yeah. It takes time and, and I'm still working on it and it's still a constant kind of juggle, but at least I'm starting to put those steps in so that I can start stepping back, which is great. Yeah. So great story. So how come, uh, Facebook groups, what, what kind of happened there? Why did you choose that as a medium to kind of help grow that side of the business?
1: So Teresa, I think one of the things that's been constant in my life is that everything's been pretty organic. So I would love to say that I sat down one day and (laughs) saw something and planned it out and said, this is what I'm going to do. But I'm, um, My company is called Jump Consulting because I really believe in just jumping and Mm -hmm. figuring out how to sew the parachute on the way down. And that's kind of what I did. So it was very reactionary, as I told you originally, right? In the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It was, I want to have a group. And then I made a lot of mistakes. I said things like, you can't post on Sundays because we need a day off. I don't want to manage this group on Sundays. I'm deleting it if you post on Sundays. (laughs) I actually did that. Um I also would delete people if I did not see that they were participating. I'd be like, oh, You're wow. not allowed in this group if you're not meant to like saying anything, and I just delete people. I was a dictator, like it was <laughs> terrible. And um, while it kept the group pretty small, it also gave me a bad rap. Um <laughs> I fell on the highway and, yeah, which yeah. I was okay with a little bit, but on the other hand, I was like, guys, listen, like there's so many other groups in our industry that have thousands of people in there. And there's only like four people talking. And like, I didn't want that. Like my intentions were really good. Um, but that I found that didn't really work. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot to police. And it wasn't until about two years ago that I said, wow. Um, well, first of all, I had this group, I own a pet sitting company with staff because it's not just the pet industry. It's the dog walking and pet sitters and then it wasn't just the dog walking and pet sitters. It was the ones that had staff. So it was okay. like
0: really specific
1: niches you could get, mm-hmm. right? And I had a lot of people that, you know, they were just getting into the business or a lot of apps have started recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have them over there, but uh, we have Rover and Wag here where you could like open up an app and have a dog walker at your door. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of craziness around it, but my point is, is that this with technology, so many people are starting their own pet sitting companies. Mm-hmm. So there was like this huge influx in our industry of people starting businesses. And so I opened up another group called Jumpstart mm-hmm. and it was for anyone who had a pet business who wanted to be in there. So what I kind of did over time um, organically was I started off very niche, then I did one that was like really big and broad. Mm -hmm. And then I started a mastermind the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. And that was a paid group. So I've used Facebook groups as a funnel and I've noticed that um a lot of people have done that as well. Um knowing it or not knowing it. So but if I can keep going, what I mean by that is you know sometimes you buy a product And one of the benefits is you get to be in a Facebook group Mm -hmm. and it's cool as the user because now you're around a bunch of other people that also have had the product that also have the same questions as you, that you can learn from where there's a leadership of some sort that shows up about that certain topic. Right? So that's something that's more bottom of the funnel. Then you've got these big general groups. That's just like, uh, Oh, I want to be in a social media group with a bunch of mm-hmm. social media people, right? Yeah. And then from there, you might go into a group that's like a paid membership, an annual membership. The one that comes to mind is Social Media Examiners Society. I don't know yeah. if you're.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm in the society.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the society is amazing. It's a it's a monthly or yearly fee, a good chunk of change. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you can go there and find out the latest and greatest stuff happening. Yeah or as they call, as seen in the wild, you know, like, does anybody have this feature yet? So um, there's a lot of different ways to use the groups. And I started as a means to an end, but then then carefully put it into my business plan because mm-hmm. I said, wow, I'm spending so much time online and in these groups. And at one point it was a great way to drive a lot of traffic back to my website for my blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've got almost 400 blogs on my pet sitting site. I answered wow. everyone's questions forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was a good way to get back, but then as Facebook changes and as we need more and more engagement, you know, it's just become a safe place Mm-hmm. Where people know that um my groups aren't for the cattiness. They're not for the venting and complaining and mm-hmm. moaning, right? Um, and that there's other groups that they could do that in. So my groups have really grown where there's there's intimacy. Um, I'm gonna take a deep breath and let you ask a question because no, I could, no. I, could, I could like <laughs> filibuster the rest of this podcast.
0: It's fine, <laughs> absolutely fine. So <laughs> there's a few things that spring to mind as you're saying that. So first off, um, how many groups are you currently? How many do you have that you manage?
1: For me personally, I've got three main groups. Yeah. Uh, for my business.
0: Okay. How do you personally manage those three groups in terms of like? I think yeah. so. I've got some kind of thoughts and questions around groups as essentially yeah. what? How much activity does the group owner have to give or do? Because some groups I'm in, the group owner is barely there. And in other groups, it's every, you know, they're there all the time and they're content and they're starting conversations. So how much do you feel the kind of group owner has to be providing content for that group?
1: So it's, it really comes back to your plan and your idea. And what you Mm -hmm. said is so right, right? Right. So before anyone ever starts a group for their business, they need to understand their why. Why am I doing this group? What purpose is it serving? And the answer to that question is going to help you understand what that means. So uh, Brian Kramer has um, a, a group. Uh, he's the h to h guy, human to human connection. And it's, I think it's called the marketing hub. And he has like four or five, maybe, maybe more moderators and they all collectively together help moderate the group or ask questions or do stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. his is like a team style. Um, I have other people where they just show up every Friday and they do a Facebook live and that's what mm-hmm. they do. For me, what I do is, um, my two free groups, I'll post in there as needed, like as I want to, but what's happened is um, when you first start a group, you need to be in there all the time. It's like a baby, right? Like they need you all the time. You need to be getting um, not just, Oh, cool comment. Like that's interesting, Teresa. What made you say that? You know, like those engaging kind of things, but what'll happen is as your group grows, hopefully if it grows the right way, they'll start engaging with each other. So I think it's important to show up and not only be like, you know, asking for sales or like, talking at them, you need to be providing value. But I think when it's like a general larger group, that group will actually do a lot amongst each other. The expectation of you as the group owner isn't that large other than to keep it a safe place. right? But as you move into groups that are maybe more bottom of the funnel where I purchased, or I have some skin in the game, your role becomes more expected. okay? Okay. So for me personally, uh, as a business owner, as a mom, as a wife, as just a woman, Mm -hmm. like I obviously can't be in there all day long with my phone dinging all day long. So what the way that I personally decided to do it is with my mastermind, every month we have a different topic. This month we're talking about hiring and training. Mm -hmm. Uh, one month we talked about sales. One month we talked about leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got a little bit of a, um, a content plan. And then what I do is about two weeks before the month starts, I sit down and I do an entire outline and write out all the content or my, Mm -hmm. my team also helps me as well. We get the graphics and we figure out where we're going to do polls and we do, um, challenges where we challenge people to go do something that day. We Mm -hmm. do this thing called big hairy goals, where you figure out one week what you're going to do Monday through Friday and we challenge people for it. So what we do is we plan it all. And by the last day of the month for the month upcoming, We have it all scheduled and I post something Monday through Friday in the paid group Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday in the morning. Then I know that I'm covered. It's not like this, this problem I have every day. I don't want to call it a problem, but like pressure. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I got to think of something to put in the group today because it's, it goes back to the planning thing. You know, like you have to plan your content. You have to know where you're going. And I think that also helps the group know too. We have, um, we have a couple other things too, where, along with that content, not in my, my free groups. I won't do this much in my free groups. Like I'll, I'll go live sporadically, but in my paid groups, you'll know when I'm going live. I also bring in guests once a month. And because all of these people are like, they have staff. I also bring in an HR consultant that normally would be like $300 an hour. And we get one hour on zoom with her to ask her anything. So the value in there, if you just only show up for our three one hour meetings a month, is like,
0: yeah. Right. So, okay. This is, I'm going to ask a really direct personal question about me and my business. Right. So I am, uh, going to, I'm launching a product soon. I'm launching a course, a mini Uh course. I keep saying mini. people say I shouldn't lay it down. It's an amazing (laughs) course just in case everybody's listening, (laughs) but, um, I'm launching a course and I don't have any Facebook groups. I don't run a Facebook group. I don't, I haven't started one yet. And then also my next step is to do a membership. That's what I'd like to do. And my idea is that I do a membership for social media managers running social media agencies or freelancing to help them not only with social media, keeping up to date because it's hard and it's full on, but also the management side, like you said, you know, if you're bringing on a team, if you need a freelancer, if you're, you know, bringing a designer or whatever, those challenges might be getting new clients so the that's the idea for the membership. And I've been trying to think, where do I do the group thing? Now, I know groups are a great place to nurture people, to bring them on as customers, which one side question I've got on there is, how do you do it without being too salesy into your own group? Um, because otherwise no one wants to be in a group where they're just being sold to all the time.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and then how do I define the difference between having... A non-paid group, which is my part of my funnel system, which, you know, technically is similar to a podcast, I guess, you know, it's still giving them content and showing, you know, giving them exposure to you to then a group that goes along with my course as a kind of little add on. I'm still deciding whether I should do that or not. I haven't decided. And then a group that you pay to be in as part of the membership. Does any of that make sense?
1: (laughs) What's the question? You're trying to decide how to organize it.
0: Yeah. And what's the difference? Okay. So my worry is what if I set up a free group yeah. and I give them all this content that actually, what's the point in being in the paid group?
1: Right? No, I get it. I get it. Um, so the thing is, uh, tell me what the course is going to be about that you're going to be doing. Let's plug it really quick. Okay.
0: <laughs> so it's content creation, content creation made easy. So, okay. um, basically, I talk you through in videos with worksheets and checklists and all those other good stuff, exactly how to know who your avatar is, come up with content ideas, create amazing assets, and then schedule so you're not spending millions of years doing social media. Um, mm-hmm. So It's a fairly, I don't want to use the word basic because actually sometimes- Straightforward, easy yeah, to understand. Yeah, and fundamentals, you know, so mm-hmm. actually pretty much anybody that's doing social media, this is going to be a help to them. Entry level. Absolutely entry level. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Still some good All right. stuff. So then, um, and then your group, the, the membership one mm-hmm. is probably not for entry level people. It's people that yeah. already have established business that's doing yeah. it, right? Yeah. Okay. And- so what we want to do is we want to bring them in. And is the product only available a certain amount of time or is it always available?
0: That's probably going to be always available. Okay.
1: So what I would do is um, once you get them to buy the product, it mm. could be twofold you have your free, your free group. Uh, let's just call it free group. I mean, yeah. you won't call it that. You'll call it something else. <laughs> more exciting, <sexy>. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so we have this free group and it goes both ways. So either A, you buy this product and you get to pop into this group or B, you um, are in this group and you realize, oh, there's this really cool product. All mm-hmm. right. So it goes both ways and it, it's simultaneous. But what you're doing in that group is you're also saying and teasing the fact that you've got this, you want to take it to the next level. You want to get higher. Oh, that's a good question. We just talked about it in the mastermind, or we just talked about it in the whatever you want to call it, right? In the inner circle, in the whatever, or um, you're in the inner circle and you go live and you talk about this little thing. And maybe you do a clip of that presentation or a a video recap in the free group. Hey, Mm -hmm. we just had this awesome person on. Here's a little taste of it. If you want the rest of it, you should really join our group. So Mm -hmm. what it's doing is, um, you're going to be in there like, uh, responding to people in the free group, but you're not going to be in there. Every day, answering every question, doing lives, creating content, it's more of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. Or maybe you schedule, but you only schedule like eight pieces of content, like twice a week for four weeks a month, right? Whereas in the membership, you'll be five days a week for five days a week for four weeks out of the month, Mm -hmm. right? And um, maybe in the membership, it's more teaching and it's more thought provoking and it's more Go do this and report back. And over here, it's more here's an article. Yeah. This is what you should do. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's that's kind of how you could start doing it. And um and then to get people into that free group, because I know people are wondering, okay, great. Yeah. I start you out, you uh, get, I start <laughs> I get so um if I may, I'll just kind of yeah, keep going please. here. Yeah. All right. So to get people into your groups, everyone, um, there's a lot of different ways. And um I'm going to give you a whole bunch of ideas. So, the very first thing is we all have these social media icons that say Facebook on our website that direct people to our page. Well, one thing I was also like to tell people is that our page is like the front lawn. The front lawn is very well manicured, it's very prim and proper. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not having parties out there, we're not hosting um, uh, picnics out front, right? You're doing all that in the backyard. The backyard, you guys, is your group. So what I want you to do on your website is to have that icon go straight to the group. Just get them straight into your group because once they're in your group, you have a high probability of getting them to like your page, okay? Yeah. And Facebook is slowly rolling out the ability to also target the people in your group. So if you're worried about advertising, you're worried about, but I want them in my page so I can retarget them, you can do that in the group too. Another thing that you can do is on your Facebook page, you can do a video or a picture pointing down to the bottom right corner where you can change that blue thing that says visit group or visit community, I think it is. Instead of call now or visit page or whatever, direct them in there. In your email signature, join our fun community about marketeers, you know, like, or I loved emailing with you. You must be in marketing. That means you should join my posse or my inner yeah. circle or like, I really love the, the idea of getting your community called something. And sometimes right. that organically happens. They call themselves something. My people call them the jumpers. They're like, Hey jumpers. So yeah. it's really cool. Another way that you can get them in is that if you do Facebook stories or Instagram stories, yeah. Chris does this very well. He'll start talking about like, Hey guys, I'm going in my group in 10 minutes and this is what we're doing. You might want to join immediately mm-hmm. or he'll take a screenshot of something and it's the beginning of a story. And then he'll like, he'll put a picture over the end of it. So you don't know what it says and you have to go in the group to go read yeah. the rest of it, yeah. which is oh, yeah. kind of like, you know, a teaser. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, there's so many different ways you can do to get him in the group. You can send out an email. I just got an email from Stitcher. Um, the, the, the podcast they, app and they yeah. said, Hey, we got this group thing. Yeah. And so another step to it, um, you, you just basically have to invite people every yeah. way you possibly can. Okay. okay. And you could also run, if you really wanted to, you could run a Facebook advertisement to the people that are on your page to say, hey, join my free okay. community. Too. Because the thing is, you're going to get so much more engagement inside. I get really excited about groups. Let me tell you a hack. I was doing one of these interviews a couple of months ago. And this gal told me about this amazing software and I'll send you a link for it awesome. um, where you this software, you install it once and you can actually click approve and it will approve everybody who wants to come into your group at once. It puts right. it all into a spreadsheet so that you're not spending time logging all of it. Because let me back up a minute because I got a little okay. excited. When yeah. you get people into your groups, you can ask three questions. Yes. And you can read those three questions. What I like to do is What's your email? So you can get our weekly updates of all the content we're pushing out every week for you.
0: Awesome.
1: What's your biggest challenge in your business, which provides you endless amount of Facebook live content, blog content, yeah, video yeah. content, graphic content, yeah, right? right. And um, you'll never say, what do I talk about? Or what should I say in my group? Cause they're literally telling you as they come in and yeah. you'll start seeing themes that happen. Um, and then the other one is kind of like a, a, a up for grabs. You can ask whatever you want. You know, for me, mm-hmm. if it's the staff group, I say, do you have, a, how many staff do you have? Cause I want to yeah. qualify them that they have staff or I'll just say, what's your website? If it's the free group. So when we're getting people, so we talked about how to, all the different ways to get people into groups. Yeah, and then to get once you get them in the groups, and now you have a new problem. You've got all these people to approve into your group. Yeah, and with the click of a button, you can get them all into a spreadsheet. And I'll give that to you for the show notes that you have it. That'd be so good, dynamite! It's link up to that. I got I got to take away that task from my VA and saved like about thirty bucks a week just just by doing that. So cool,
0: and it moves the um, information from the answers into the Excel spreadsheet. So you've got it there. Awesome. Yeah. And then if
1: you really want to get crazy, you can hook up uh, Zapier, Zapier,
0: the
1: spreadsheet into your email subscribers so you can automatically (laughs) put those emails in or automatically. And then on that, like once they're added, you can say, thanks for joining the group. Like, I mean, you can automate this thing like nobody's business.
0: I love working little. You know what I mean? You are a woman after my own heart.
1: That just makes
0: me so excited thinking about stuff like that. isn't it cool? Like the amazing things that we can do now. You know, I've been in marketing for 15 years and this stuff didn't even exist. Like I know. And this is so cool. The world is that we live in right now. It's ace. So let me ask you another question about the groups then. In terms of group size, again, I'm in lots of groups, which I don't think as a User of the groups I am using properly, but in terms of group size, some are massive like I don't know 30,000, like some are huge, and some are fairly small. Is there like an optimum number? Because you know, I know that some people will get to a certain group size and then shut that and open a second group because they want to keep it at a certain level,
1: yeah. So, you know, I don't really believe in that, I feel like, um. I think it goes back to your strategy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand it, it, why you would start another group because I feel like that's just even more work for you. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have to double but, everything up. But if you're saying, hey, we're going to have a pop-up group and I'm going to coach you and we're only going to have 12 people. And then yeah. when that one ends, we're going to open up another one. I could understand it. So yeah, yeah. I guess I have to put an asterisk there and say, I'm not sure. Um, I believe that if you have a big free group, that it's okay. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't matter how many people are in there. I think it's great. I think your strategy might change a little bit when you, you know, we started off doing one thing in the mastermind that worked great when we had 23 people, but now that Mm -hmm. we got 80 people, it's just not feasible. So you kind of grow and morph, which is a good thing because now your audience experience doesn't get stale and you kind of keep, you know, changing the experience. So Mm -hmm. I would say there's really no sweet spot. I would look more on the engagement and that I don't yeah. think that the the size of the group matters as much as the leadership and the mm-hmm. engagement. Because ultimately the reason why we want to start groups as a business is that we're going to be able to connect and grow our super fans. And I hate that word, but you know, our raving fans, like the people that really know, like and trust us, mm-hmm. the people that really buy a lot of stuff from us, we're going to be able to Nurture those relationships a lot better in a group. And they're going to show up on their newsfeed because mm-hmm. Facebook wants to promote, you know, like those good, uh, those engaging posts where people are getting along with each other, not the brand in them, the brand in them. Yeah, yeah. You know? And on that note, too, Facebook just came out with the ability to accept pages into groups. And I don't personally like that because I feel like groups are. It's the backyard, right? Yeah. I don't it's, want the, it's the solar person. panel guy coming in the backyard and like, I want you to come in like your cookout clothes. I don't want yeah. you to come in your work clothes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, I it's a like, the, the personal thing. People, the people. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think there might be a few situations where it makes sense. Like if you were in charge of bringing a bunch of nonprofits together and these nonprofits yeah, are all yeah. putting together something, maybe, maybe, but generally speaking, I don't like it. And I definitely don't like brands interacting with their followers in a group as the brand, because you have that ability too. like, I can interact as jump consulting and not Bella Vasta. Okay. Okay. Now where that actually works really great. Teresa Mm -hmm. is my Bella Vasta page, my public figure page can be in my group interacting that's yeah. cool and then what i can do is i can get all of those people to actually like my bella vasta page yeah. if they like something i typed in the group i think that makes sense because it still appears that it's a person Yeah. it's a public people.
0: you know public figure profile so you right. know it's the person behind the profile or the page. Whereas like you said, on a business page. So for for me and my business, the THW, which is the agency part of my business, that's that business page is run by one of the team, you know, and does an amazing job looking after all of the THW social media and I do the Teresa stuff. So it's, that wouldn't be me speaking and you don't know who that is, do you? Whereas the fact that I could talk off my profile page as in my, my, you know, my public profile type thing, that would be amazing, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can get a lot more insights and um and things if you do it that way. However, um don't don't listen to this and say, Oh, I'm gonna open up a public figure page so I can do it. Like don't no, do that. No, and no. as a brand, run that too. like a like, social media examiner does this like, but not in their group. They do it on their page where you're expected to. But you know, Eric will sign Eric at the bottom or yeah. Allie, you know, so yeah. you know who. Yeah. But it's still like a barrier, you know. And in mm-hmm. groups, we came to party. We yeah. came to have that barbecue in the backyard and yeah. and drink a beverage and have, you know, a hot dog and a hamburger and throw a cornhole and like, you know, do all this fun stuff. So yeah. don't stop the party from happening. People want to interact with you.
0: Exactly. That is such good advice. So obviously one of the good things about uh, the groups or one of the popular things is, and I, I'm in lots of groups because of programs that I pay to be in. Memberships mm-hmm. that I pay to be in courses that I have bought. How do you feel about memberships using the community element in Facebook? Do you feel that there's downsides to that? And also, do you feel that, is there any reason why you would have the community element as part of the way you would log in and do that? Because I can I can kind of talk for and against on both, but I'm just interested in your opinion.
1: So my opinion on having the groups part of your product?
0: Yes. And having, so, because obviously uh, when you buy a membership, that the community mm-hmm. element is the big bit, isn't it? That's yeah. why you're in a membership. You know, you, obviously yeah. you're going to get the ongoing content, but it's the community that you do. And obviously there are some platforms out there where you can do community management, where it's almost like yeah. a forum, almost. Yeah. But ra- why would you pick Facebook to run the community element of membership rather than using one of these platforms?
1: Yeah. So I think unless you're involved in something that is like, uh, well in the States it's HIPAA, which is about um, medical, um, you know, privacy and stuff, you know, if you needed like a secure thing, if it was, I don't I can't even think of an example. I just feel like everybody is on Facebook. I mean, I, I I had a statistic hanging up here. I forget. I don't I took it down. But there's like billions of people on Facebook, right? Yeah. And that's where we're, and I'm going to say this because I go there, we are <laughs> sitting on the toilet scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. <laughs> no, you've done it. I mean, but we're not scrolling through a private site that no, we had to yeah, yeah. log in like it's an intentional thing. With Facebook, it's just so passive. So if you were interested in people actually mm-hmm. participating, then yeah, and... Now that we have um, files and units and all these other ways to really make the Facebook group experience that Mm -hmm. much more organized, I don't see why you wouldn't. Facebook's testing out the ability to do subscriptions. Um, I haven't gotten it yet, but I I hear that it's only up to like 30 bucks, which... um, would need more, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I, I, I really think that you have to go where people's behavior is. So if you take an inventory and you realize that your people aren't then, uh, or they're not on Facebook, then maybe that makes sense. Right. But yeah. I would argue that like everybody's on Facebook and it just makes sense to keep it all there. It's, it can become a passive, uh, interaction. They, they go on Facebook for one thing. How many times does that happen to you? You go to Facebook yeah like contact one person for something and then you get down a rabbit hole and you end Literally up someplace else. Every well, other hour. Very easily end up on your product, right? Yeah. Or because they're in your Facebook group, you now have that data and you can retarget them too. So I just feel like the the benefits of having the Facebook group rather than like a third party membership site drastically outweigh yeah the reasons not to.
0: And also, obviously, one thing that I always encourage talking generally about social media is get them off and onto your list as quick as you can. And obviously the people in the group, especially if you've been smart and said, give me your email address, you're getting those details anyway. So even though Facebook own the group and own Facebook, you know, and you are beholden to them and their rules and their, if they want to change Okay, maybe right. an algorithm, but if they want to change it yeah. something somewhere, then it might affect yeah. what you're doing but as long as but you're I don't think
1: they're ever going to change the fact that they want community and they want people yeah. interacting with each other, yeah. you know like I can't ever see that really changing, and that's what happens in the group, you know
0: yeah, absolutely and and having that facility where you've got those two things going on anyway, it's not like you're going to lose all those people, so tell right. me if we're going to do a free Facebook group, because now you're convincing me I need to be doing a free, <laughs> free Facebook group. Well, one, do you think a free Facebook group is part of most people's strategy or should be part of most people's strategy? Or does it depend?
1: I think it depends. It really depends. Cause I think you have to take an inventory of, I'm very careful of doing like blanket statements yeah. because if you're super duper busy, and you only have time to launch this product and like, maybe you only have five hours a week to work, you know, and you just don't have the bandwidth for that pun intended. Mm -hmm. Then I would say, just start off, get your feet wet with a group for a product. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you ultimately want to do, start there. There's There's no problem reverse engineering. What I also see is some people get stalled out on getting a free group and then they start spending all their time in this free group. And then it really truly is. Well, why should I go to a paid group when you're in this free group every day, all the time? Yeah. And I have some clients that have done that. And I'm like, move, like, yeah, like you have this engaged community. awesome. now it's time to move to the paid group. Now it's time to open Mm -hmm. up that other group. So I think you really, just like anything on content marketing and, and social media and blogging or videos, you have to know where you're going, what's your yeah. goal, what's your end strategy, and you can reverse engineer it. So there is no absolute answer. There's pros and cons yeah. to both. It's what do you really want? What, what bandwidth do you have available to you? Do you have a team? Is it just yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes there is a pressure to have everything. There a huge fan of saying to to people, and the, I've said this before on the podcast, that you do what you can manage because I'd rather you do one or two platforms or one or yep. two things really well yep. than do every platform, a group, or this, a personal profile, then do it all awfully. I would much rather you focus that time on those things. So, like you said, I think the strategy is really important. I know, and I've heard it a million times. People just whip up Facebook groups because they're like, "Yeah, let's do this," and then yeah. it doesn't really work. So, I think. Like you said, if you're going to have more than one group, you have got to decide. Well, what am I going to offer in each of those groups? What is mm-hmm. going to be the point of each of those groups? Yeah. And I think that's the other thing. There's got to be a point because I get added to groups all the time, and I'm not a fan of that. I don't know if you are, but I don't. No, no, no don't do that immediately. No, because who says I want to be in your group? Like yeah. I will remove myself. Thank you very much. Because oh yeah. It might not be my thing. And then it's like, "What? Are you, it, you're just putting me in there to sell to me. And again, it's got to be, don't get me wrong, you need to monetize that that part of your strategy. But that can't be the only thing you're doing in that group because there's no there's no benefit, there's no value to someone right. being in there, Is there. I mean, do you wait a certain length of time before you then start kind of introducing other things? Or, you know, how's your strategy in terms of monetizing it?
1: Um, so I, there's a, I wrote a couple of blogs on it. I'll send it to you too for show notes, yeah, but, yeah. um, there's a lot of different ways. So I already told you about the mastermind one, right. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, when I launch new products, um, I'll usually go to my mastermind members first. Like mm-hmm. I decided to do a retreat and I could only have the first retreat was only 10 people mm-hmm. and it sold out in the mastermind. And at the yeah. time the mastermind only had 50 people in there. So that's like amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then we did another retreat. And that was 16 people and that sold out in two weeks. Again, I didn't even go public with it because it was yeah. I'm a mastermind. Um, so that was pretty impressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple products I have where they're they're pretty in-depth. There's like 60 pages on it. It's like how to get employees, how to go from solo to employees, and there's four lessons in it, and you can download it at any time on my website. But oftentimes, people have a lot of questions around it. So a couple times last year, I did what I call pop-up groups. So it was X amount of dollars to join the group. It was only for six weeks. And I would take you through the course content, which is pretty easy from a managing side because I'm not saying something new the next time. But what I am doing is I'm scheduling all those posts, and then I'm showing up every day, and I'm doing interviews with experts in there. I'm coming on live, or I'm responding to people's questions on video in the comments to their specific questions and holding their hand throughout it. And then my natural progression is after this pop-up group, congratulations, you now have the ability to have employees. Now you're right for my mastermind group, which is my monthly group. So there's a lot of different ways to, um, to monetize it. Yeah. But I think another really great book, I know we we're talking about books earlier mm-hmm. is, uh, Chris Duck- duckers, the youpreneur. Yeah. Um, Super book. It. it talks about having you know multiple different revenue streams. That's actually why I did the uh, the, the the retreat because really? I didn't have like a live in person thing yet. He inspired me to do that. But you know, one of the things is the low hanging fruit. It's these small little yeah. products that you have. You know, people are like, okay, I'll spend seventy dollars and buy this product. I hope it's good. And then they're like, whoa, that was amazing. Yeah. And so now they really want more and more and more from you. They understand that they can trust you. What you're selling isn't the same old stuff that everyone else Mm -hmm. is selling. right? And so you take them through these steps and these experiences with you from free all the way to paid. Mm -hmm. So it it just, it depends on what your strategy is. That's how I've monetized my groups by doing pop-up groups, which I really love. I did it three times last year. I did it once only this year, but these are like levers that I can pull in my business yeah, yeah. if I want to just kind of do it. But the only reason why I can do it, Teresa, is because I've had these other groups that I have a captive audience in. Yeah. People that really are interested in my stuff. I there's no way I would have been able to do any of this if I did not have the groups. Because yeah. talking on my page is like crickets or yeah. well maybe not crickets, but it's I mean I, I actually do get a lot of live video views or when I post videos. Yeah. But
0: it's certainly not like you'd get. It's certainly not it's a like you'd one-way get. One way
1: communication. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and totally.
1: people aren't interacting with each other on my page. So, yeah. groups is really the lifeline of my business. And those products.
0: So, can I ask a quick question on what you just said? You said that you have a pop up group. What mm-hmm. do you do at the end of that group? Do you close it? Do you just say that's it, it? Groups over. You do close it.
1: I close it. I take people out of it, and, um, and that's it. So, yeah. um, it's done you know, and which is even
0: more of a drive to then get into another group.
1: Right. But it's also, you know, first of all, one, I only have so much bandwidth. I cannot, I can't maintain it Two, The purpose of this group is for you to get in and really work for those six Mm -hmm. weeks. And if you know that that group is going to be archived and you can go back and look at stuff later, you're not going to do anything. And I'm kind of one of those coaches that I feel like my success is defined in my client's success. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want passive people. I want people that say, okay, yes, it is a little pressure. I I do have a lot going on, but these next six weeks, I'm mm-hmm. going to dedicate to myself and my business. Those are the kind of people I want. If I did not uh, care about their success, all those groups would still be open. They'd be locked yeah. and archived, and I wouldn't be answering questions in there. But it would be like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, they have yeah. all
1: the coursework. They have the audio. They have all the download stuff. I truly want them to do it. And you know what? It comes with um without saying that people get pissed at me. At the end, they're like, What do you mean we it? That's so unfair. You don't understand how much you have going on. I'm like, Yeah, I do, because whatever you got going on, I probably got We've even all
0: more. Got it yeah, on. You know
1: what I mean? Like that was our agreement. Yeah, when you yeah. signed up, that was our agreement. It was gonna yeah. start this day, it was gonna end that day. Like, and you awesome. still have all the coursework yeah. that you need, you know, you just don't have the support of the group. So yeah. but you can go into my other groups here yeah. and ask questions in there. You know, it's just not all targeted. Awesome. So, you so know, it has to go down to your strategy. And yeah. and really quick, I'll close with this. Is um the reason why I did that is because I joined Beach Body last year and yeah. I was working out for half hour every morning doing my sweaty selfie. And we had a Facebook group of a bunch of other women who were also doing that. And they were holding each other accountable. And I said, shoot, if this works for working out, this should be able to work for. My pop-up, like I want to do a pop-up group yeah, yeah. for my own product. So you guys, I want to encourage you to open your eyes and find inspiration everywhere because this yeah. is what works for me. And these are some ideas that Teresa's mm. thinking about doing, but you know, that doesn't mean that's all you can do. No, no. Take inspiration or ideas from other places and see how you can apply it and test it and yeah. see if it happens. The worst thing that can happen is you make some money.
0: Yeah. And wouldn't that be awful, you know? (laughs) So just one last question to finish, because I know you've given me so much of your time and I'm so very grateful. What if you open a group, and I'm asking this because I know this has happened for a client, they opened a group as part of a paid membership and they get nothing. Like they've got a few hundred people in the group that are members that pay to be in there and the engagement is like pulling teeth. Is that an expression you have over there?
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah, We yeah. have that expression. Yeah.
0: So, you know, uh,
1: so difficult. What are they doing on a daily basis?
0: Well, they're constantly posting. They have a daily post that they're putting in there. They are repeating posts as in, it's like a Friday win, a, you know, maybe a Wednesday wisdom or whatever it yeah. might be. Um, obviously appropriate to the audience and the subject and the whatever, but uh, they are putting content out regularly and doing their bit. They are doing lives and things, but sometimes just trying to get the audience to speak back to them and they do the whole, you know, so-and-so's arrived, welcome, say hello. And, and that sort of thing, but it's just, you know, it's just not coming. It's just not
1: naturally happening. Add me to the group and I'll give you my thoughts, but because okay. it's hard to say without seeing it. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's what I think though. I am so against those wacky Wednesday, motivational yeah. Monday, all that yeah. stuff because you just glaze over. Okay. Yeah. I would say that they need to be going live. They need to be asking questions Mm -hmm. Uh, or answering the questions. Like, you know, what's your biggest challenge? And, and like, I would say like, when you come into the group, what's the qualification or what questions are we asking um, on what kind of, uh, what kind of expectations are set in the group? How are they engaging with the people that are there? Are they asking questions and tagging other people? Are they being a little bit provocative or a little bit, go underneath the hood and get a little personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are they, are they doing polls? Are they using the poll feature? Yeah. Are they storing things in units or bringing back other threads? I definitely would stop reusing content. Don't, mm-hmm. don't put that on a, like, oh yeah, I already saw that. Like all yeah, that yeah, shows yeah. me is that you don't care. Like if, if I showed up in your backyard and no one was talking and you weren't there to greet me, give me a drink, have conversation with me or feed me, if you invited me into your backyard and then you went into your house and took a nap and said, mm-hmm. the food's over there, you can go make your own burger, I wouldn't be talking to anyone. I wouldn't want to show yeah. up in there every day either. I so, love that analogy. I don't know what it looks like, but I
0: no, I will. I will speak to them and see. Cause it's not something we run, but I know it's part of, cause we launch people's memberships for them. And I know often yep. with every membership we launch, they have a Facebook group that goes alongside it. And, and getting that engagement is the key bit because I'm in groups that have such good engagement yep. and therefore you want to be. It comes
1: there. down to leadership. It comes down to leadership all the time. You cannot say it's the group, it's the leadership. That's so. really interesting.
0: Bella, thank you so much. Not only from a podcast interview point of view, but from a personal point of view, I feel very selfish that I have literally just like picked your brain, but I know my audience will not have had this information before. This is the first time they have heard most of it and I know they're going to love it. Now in the show notes, I will hook up to everything of yours and I will link everywhere. And you're speaking at Social Media Marketing World next year. Is that right? I am. Are you going to be there? Well, I am. And I've applied to speak and I'm still waiting to hear. So I've put it in the universe. I keep (laughs) reminding the universe. I've put it up there and (laughs) I'm praying that they might let me speak, but I am regardless. I'm going to be out there. So um, I
1: cannot wait to meet you.
0: I know I'm really excited about it. And it's so good to finally meet you and to connect with you. And it's been really wonderful podcast. Thank you so much, Bella.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Wasn't that just great? I feel like I got my money's worth out, Bella. It's so good, actually, from an interviewing point of view. I don't know how it comes across as a listener, but actually from an interviewer point of view, the less I know about a subject, almost the better because I am genuinely inquisitive. I like to understand things. And especially when it's something I want to use in my business, I love this episode because I was able to ask her a direct question and get her great advice. I love the way she talked about how you take your audience from a free group into a paid group. And also, I've put a link to the software that she mentioned when she was talking about the group funnels. So when she was saying you have three questions that you can ask someone at the entry to a group she talked about a system that basically puts it into an Excel spreadsheet, which was really cool. And I've linked that up in the show notes. Also, as always, I've linked up to everything to do with Bella, her website, her social media, so that you can go and check her out. And I really would suggest you do that. Also, I've put a link to Social Media Marketing World because Bella's going to be speaking there as well. And I know that I will definitely be going to see her there. Now, next week, we have another interview. So, I thought I'd do things a little bit different over the Christmas period. And also, I have done a lot of interviews recently, which is so exciting. And I almost can't wait to give them to you. So, next week, we've got the lovely Holly, who is talking all about the fact of going from a full-time job and starting your own business, which actually that is probably a perfect time of year to do it. Coming into the new year, you might be ready or be thinking about it, or how you move from a side hustle into full-time running your own business. So definitely check out that one because it's going to be a good one. Anyway, like I said, if you are listening to this before Christmas, have a wonderful Christmas, and I can't wait to see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from com.